The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Trade deadlines are approaching. Lame. Extend them. Shouldn't be the same as it was before they added the extra game, right? Extend it. Get into early December with your trade deadlines. But we'll give you some trade advice. Buy low, sell high. All that fun stuff. We're going to play a game, sort of, called League Winner, Must Start, Probably Start, or Flex. Not really a game, but it's a segment. And we are going to play an actual game, Fantasy Jeopardy, once again. Our our defending champ, Heath Cummings, is here. Welcome back, Heath. Hey, thank you. I am uh, looking forward to the challenge. Really strong competition today. Um, I will do my best. (laughs) Is one of the categories whatever Dave answers is correct? Would you like to know the categories, or do you want to be surprised? No, it doesn't matter. Heath's going to wipe the floor. I would like to know the categories. (sighs) I'm sure one of them is what's the catch. I'm sure one of them has to do with movies. No. And then another one is... Something I mixed them up today, but they one of them is definitely a little bit more Dave centric. Uh, so yeah, we'll you know, we'll try pizza toppings. Now, now you'll see, you'll see. Um, all right, so we also have a Thursday night game called Dave Dad. (laughs) We also have a Thursday night game to talk about Green Bay hosting Tennessee. And something you might not realize about Tennessee's defense. We'll tell you a lot of things you might not realize about Tennessee's defense. Okay, let's start with what we always start with on Wednesday. Our favorite buy low, our favorite sell high. Heath, should Dave go first? No, I think my favorite buy low. Let's let's turn back the clock. Turn back the clock to an oldie but a goodie. David Montgomery. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Actually, we have some pretty big news today. I, I'll at least tease it. We got the Khalil Herbert on IR. We got Dallas Goddard out for a while. And we got Cooper Cup on IR, which we were sort of bracing for. But okay, first time we're talking Ertz. about the the Bears here. What's that? Oh, and Earth, right? Ertz is out for the season. Um, but we knew that yesterday, right? Yeah, but still. Okay. Um, Part right, of the Heath, bloodbath of Week Ten. It, did you guys not update your rankings? Because I saw Montgomery was somewhere around RB twenty, which felt which surprised me. Um, go ahead, talk about Dave Montgomery. I think he's around sixteen for me. Um, sixteen to eighteen. No, I think like it's not been a very good year for him, and I don't know that he's necessarily going to be efficient the rest of the year, but his main competition for touches is gone. You should expect David Montgomery to be the 20-touch running back that he has shown his an ability to be in the past. This is not a disastrous Bears offense any longer. Justin Fields' mobility opens things up a little bit, and I think Montgomery has a chance to be a high-end number two running back for the rest of the season. Let's talk. I think we should talk a little bit more about this here. Uh, Dave, what are your expectations for Montgomery? His next four games, which will certainly be without Khalil Herbert, are the Falcons, the Jets, the Packers, and the Eagles. What do you think? I think the schedule's fine. I, I agree with Heath completely. And the only pushback I would give is that 
the people who have Montgomery and whether they have Herbert or not, they know that Herbert's out for the year. They know that Montgomery has a chance to be a startable running back, a number two guy that can propel them potentially into a playoff spot. So I don't think you're going to be able to get away with paying what you would have had to pay last week. <laughs> not by a long shot for David Montgomery. Hold on. You said Herbert's out for the year. Did you miss no, there? Four games. Right. He's out minimum. Minimum, minimum four, four games. games. Yes. Could be more. We don't know the specifics on the injury. Montgomery, you want to guess where he ranks uh per game? Right. In what? So, so 20 fantasy points? Yeah. 20. Yeah. yeah. You wish. 39th and non, 42nd in full PPR. Ooh. Ow. Oh yeah, because he had it, the game with two carries or whatever. Take away that game. He'd be RB 36 per game, basically, in both formats. So it's been a terrible year for him. Um, But this is a team that has the fourth most running back carries in football. Just running back carries. And, uh, you know, and Herbert was getting a a pretty decent chunk of that. Tristan Ebner, any interest in adding him in a Tristan Ebner in a deeper league? Yeah, for sure. All right. Would you rather have DeAndre Swift or David Montgomery rest of season? I'll take Montgomery. Montgomery. Would you rather have Jeff Wilson or Montgomery? I think I'm ready to lean toward Wilson. I'd probably go Montgomery. It's funny because if Montgomery had been playing better, you know, he's averaging, I think, 3.8, 3.9 yards per carry. Mm-hmm. If he'd been playing better, if he were been Khalil Herbert, you, I'm sure you guys would be talking about him as a potential top five, top maybe 10 at the worst running back, right, with this opportunity. Is that it? Is that correct? Um, well, I mean, it depend on how well he was playing. If he had been playing but, like Khalil Herbert, <laughs> if this had been this, um, well, if this had been the opposite, what if he does he have Khalil Herbert's Khalil target Herbert. volume? Khalil Herbert gets no targets, but let's just say exactly that's what I'm saying. Like, if he doesn't have a role in the passing game, then no, he wouldn't be a top five or top ten potential running back right, with this it, opportunity. Assuming David Montgomery had gone on IR, you'd rank Khalil Herbert a lot higher than you rank Montgomery. I assume no. No, they'd be about the same, and I'm not sure he can handle that job in passing downs. I would probably have him a couple spots higher. All right, uh, Dave, who's your favorite by low? My favorite by low is Justin Herbert, who you might actually be able to still buy low on. I don't. He's getting he's getting his receivers back. Schedule for him upcoming isn't that bad. This is the team at with the second highest pass rate on offense by. One tenth of a point, one tenth of a percentage point behind the Bucks, who might become more of a running team now. All of a sudden, we don't know. We'll see. So, pass-friendly offense, quarterback who's really good, receivers coming back, high-scoring games ahead. This is the quarterback to go trade for if you're trying. If you've got quarterback issues and you don't want to overpay for Fields for Tua, and there's no one on the waiver wire that you really like. I agree 100% for Dave. My only criticism of this would be Dave's criticism of what I what I said about David Montgomery, which is that everybody knows that the receivers are coming back. Right. He'll be he will be he won't be cheaper than David Montgomery in trade, but I, I feel like people will be more. I, I don't think that that factor because people knew that those receivers would come back anyway. It's just that now they're coming back. Yes, I think people might ask for a little bit more for Herbert than they did a week ago, or they would ask for a little bit more if there wasn't such certainty. And there's still no guarantee, by the way, that Williams and Keenan Allen are going to be back. Mm -hmm. And there's no guarantee, especially in the case of Keenan Allen, that he's going to be his old self all of a sudden. He's got this hamstring issue that might last with him all year. Who knows? But I still, as long as one of those guys is there, and really the one is Williams, I'm, I'm feeling a lot better about Justin Herbert. Uh, Gerald Everett, by the way, is day to day with his groin injury. I got. I want to go back to Montgomery just because I saw an interesting question in the chat. If you wouldn't mind, what is the difference between David Montgomery and Brian Robinson? Montgomery is on a better offense and catches passes, and is probably a half yard better per carry. Ooh, and does, I don't know if he's a half yard better. And he's per not carry. splitting. I I don't think Ebner's going to get the work Herbert got. I'd be surprised, right? So Gibson is definitely a factor there. Okay. So Montgomery's 3.8 yards per carry. Is Robinson better than 3.3? I don't think so. Oh, maybe you're right. Yeah, I was uh, I was underrating Montgomery there. Mm. <laughs> Over, overrating Robinson. All right. As you look that up, let's talk about our favorite sell high guys. And uh, Dave, you can go I, first. Who's your favorite sell high? 
I had a lot of names for sell high, and I struggled with finding sell high guys this week. I've got three names where I think I can make an argument, but I don't know if I'd really want to like slap my name on those players as, as saying that they're definitely say hot sell high guys. So let me give you the one that I would put my name on, and that's James Conner. Not very sexy, but he had a huge workload. He's going to continue to have a huge workload. We've seen what happens to him when he has a huge workload. It's a Cardinals offense that I still think is going to lean past as they move forward and not be in, in these rare situations where the opponent they're playing can't do anything offensively, leading to a favorable game script for James Conner. Their schedule coming up, it's the Niners. That's tough. The Chargers, okay, that's easy. Bye, that's a zero. Patriots, tough. Broncos, not so easy. Tampa Bay, not so easy. So he's got one good matchup left in his next five, six weeks. Man, if you can turn him into if you can turn him David into anything Montgomery? that can help your team and you're good at that. Oh, yeah. If you can turn him into Montgomery, I'll take Montgomery over Connor. Huh. Yeah, I would rather have James Connor. Um I that, I just look back at the stretch last year after Chase Edmonds got hurt, and the usage was almost exactly what it was last week. He averaged 3.5 yards per carry and was the number two running back in fantasy. Um, All touchdowns, it, right? It, no, receiving work too. I think when 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 you reference those games where the other team does something on offense and they're playing from behind and go more pass heavy, it's just going to mean that he's catching five or six passes instead of three or four passes. There's no pass catching back either. He is going to, he's the guy. Well, I hope he gets those targets. I mean, it's it. he could, and four catches isn't a lot to ask for James Conner in those situations. But we know that that receiving core is a lot better now than it was toward the end last season. And so I think there's some diversification that Kyler Murray, assuming he's healthy, can take advantage of. What's different? I, I still look at James Conner as mega volume dependent, plus he needs touchdowns. And I just I don't feel confident that he can do that every single week like he did last week. It's it's a role versus production thing, you know, or at least efficiency. Role versus efficiency. Efficiency yeah. thing, right? Exactly. <laughs> the role is unquestionably great. Uh, the efficiency is is awful and has been for a year and a half now. Um, but it may not matter, and I think people are going to be very split on that. So you can decide which side of the fence you want to be on with James Conner. I I don't know that there's really other than one offense will probably score more points. I don't know that there's a big difference between James Conner and Joe Mixon. Um, and yet, you there's no chance in the world that you could offer the same thing for Connor. Uh, as oh, you, you can get Connor Mixon. a lot cheaper, way like less than half the price. Right. Yeah, I, I would hope but that I, Mixon I, I, can, I, I, can. I disagree too. I think Mixon's got more upside and more efficiency. I, that's a th I mean, Mixon's had such a bad year, but hopefully he can turn it around. But you know, agreed. He hasn't given us a lot of hope about that. He's had a few good games, including his most recent one. Uh, all right, Dave, who, or Heath, rather, who's your favorite sell high? I think it's, um, I mean, it's the guy that we were really excited about two weeks ago because of how great his schedule was, and he's been the number one quarterback in fantasy since. It's Justin Fields. Um, this is one of the names that I right. had to, that you can make the argument. Sure, go for it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I would love to see what type of starter I could get to trade Justin Fields for um, Herbert. And add a, a a high end number two running back or wide receiver in the deal. Um, I think he's probably QB seven, QB eight rest of season. But he still has his buy. He has an awful schedule in week. Like sometimes when these with these great players, when you're trading them, you're thinking, man, I'm trading him to another playoff team. I don't want to face this guy in the playoffs. I might be okay facing him in the playoffs against the Eagles or the Bills. I I, I might be all right with it. I I hear people talking about him or or read, I guess, on Twitter about how, man, I, I guess I'll trade Josh Allen away or I'll trade Lamar Jackson away. Like, I, I've got Justin Fields now. I don't, I don't have needs for those guys. People are viewing him as either the number one quarterback rest of season or a top three quarterback rest of season, which means you could get the moon for him. 85 fantasy points in his last two games combined. People are going gaga. It's awesome. I love it. I was the Justin Fields guy this summer, but go sell him for the moon and make your team better. But don't sell him just to sell him. No, for the moon. Yeah. Well, the best so, part about him is that he's everybody's number two quarterback, right? I mean, how many people have a lot of people have Lamar and Fields, Tua and Fields, you know, so that. You, Dude, I've got Josh Allen and Fields. Exactly. And I started Fields last week and it saved me from having a sweat. 
I had a, I, I won in a blowout. I keep asking this, but I'll ask one more time since you brought up Fields. Do matchups matter? He scored 30 points against the Cowboys two weeks ago, or three weeks ago, I guess. No. The only thing that I would say is eventually he's going to run into a defense that tries to keep him in the pocket. And they, they, they defend him like they used to defend Lamar Jackson in the year after his MVP season. And that didn't even work out that great for defenses. But he's, well, he's, I, a good, he's a good passer on top of it. Like, I think he might be a better passer than Lamar Jackson. Which, <laughs> oh my God! No, I'm you telling did not you, just I think go he there. can get there. He's made some really he good can throws get over the last there. several weeks. I can, yes, but find, he is not. Currently. He's not there. I okay. mean, it, it, he. I, I, I mean, I'm sure you watched the film. I did too. He's doing a great job. The creating. interception was ugly. There's uh, no look, question. Yeah, terrible. the interception was bad. He's trying to make a play. He's gonna make some bad throws. The thing is, he runs around. He extends plays, and guys mm-hmm. get wide open, right? Yeah, because well, you can't cover. For that long, and I'm, this isn't a criticism or anything like this. is This is oh, a strength. Yeah. This ahead. is a strength. He's his his legs are making him a better passer right now. But he, there's obviously there's some ugly throws in there. He sits in the pocket. It'll make some bad, but it doesn't matter. It, it really and doesn't Lamar matter. has some ugly throws too. Yeah, he, his speed is unbelievable. Um, Agreed. He can run for a hundred yards on any team. So I wouldn't want to face him in the playoffs, but I do definitely see the merit in selling when. If you have uh, another quarterback you can rely on. Now, if, I think if you have Tom Brady, if you have uh, anyone that's not a top seven quarterback and Justin Fields, I'm not sure I'm selling him because, you know, I'm well, not. Well, no, I think the play is to, tr- if you if that's the case, the play is to trade him for another top seven quarterback and uh, and more. Okay, yeah. All right. So why don't we try and define this? I'm going to l- lob you some offers, Heath. You tell me whether you'd accept. You have Fields. I have Justin Herbert and Deontay Foreman. No, you're I'd like just can I have Justin Herbert and James Conner? Uh yeah. You'd rather have Conner like than that. Foreman. Oh yeah. Okay. What about if it's Leonard Fournette instead of James Conner? No. Justin Herbert and this would be a good time for me to Can I get a Munrose Brown? Open. Uh no, you cannot. That's way too much. Uh Devin Singletary. No. And Justin Herbert. No, high, it's gotta be a high end number two or it's gotta be a top sixteen ish type player. Mm-hmm. Right. We just, I think we value Connor very differently. Yeah. I think I need to know how the general public views Connor and whether they believe how you believe. Do a Twitter he's. poll. Go for it. Yeah. I'm going to have to do a Twitter do it, poll. Do it right and now. Let me also, and can let I just say know. one other thing? I know that Lamar's a better passer right now than Fields, but I think Fields could be better down the line. That's yeah. That's totally fine. I just, he's, he's still young and making mistakes, but could it, I get Lamar Jackson and Rondale Moore? Now, okay, Rondell Moore is interesting. PPR, I think you can make that happen. It's very obvious that right now Rondell Moore is a stud, a must start. You know, stud. I don't know if he's a stud, but he's a must start in PPR. Uh, what happens when Marquise Brown comes back? What does Rondell Moore become? Well, I think it really is very helpful that Zach Ertz just went away in that situation. Like this role I agree. for yeah. the slot wide receiver has been so consistent that I think it's far more likely that the tight end role diminishes than the slot role diminishes in that scenario. Okay. Um, it's because they get targeted in the same area of the field. Yeah. All right, uh, let's move on here. We'll give you some more trade talk in a little bit. And if you love DFS, well, if you don't, you should get into it. It's really fun. But if you love DFS, we have an awesome podcast for you, Fantasy Football Today DFS podcast. You can watch it live Tuesdays and Thursdays, Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern, Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern with Sian Ajad and Mike McClure. Where can you watch it? YouTube.com slash fantasy football today. And if you don't have time to watch it live or watch it on demand, you could always, of course, just subscribe to the podcast, the Fantasy Football Today DFS podcast. News and notes. Dallas Goddard is going to miss multiple weeks with a shoulder injury. He could end up on IR. Their next four games are the Colts, Packers, Titans, and Giants. So... What changes here, Heath, with Dallas Goddard on the shelf for the foreseeable future? I think it's a slight downgrade for Jalen Hurts. It's probably a slight upgrade for Miles Sanders, and it's a little more consistency, hopefully, for Devonta Smith. I don't. There's no Eagles tight end. I'm not starting Jack Stoll or Stoll or anybody else that plays tight end for the Eagles. Um, you just hope that the, the peaks and valleys we've seen from Devontae Smith turns into more peaks and plateaus. Okay. And do you think A.J. Brown is a, a top 10 wide receiver or a top five? Yeah. Okay. 
Would you guys rather have Amonra St. Brown or AJ St. Brown? AJ. Mm. <laughs> Full PPR, I think I'd go with ARSP. All right, Cooper Cup's going to have ankle surgery. He's on IR. He could return late this season. The best, the most valuable pass catcher on the Rams will be blank. I refuse to answer because I do not believe any of them will be valuable. But the one who I think has the most upside and is the most available is Van Jefferson. Um, no, he's runner. a pass catcher, Tyler Higby. Yeah, that's oh, I was. That's oh, where I was leaning oh, to. Oh. I don't know if yeah. it was score related or cup related, but this is a guy who wasn't running a lot of routes, and that continued through the first three quarters. And in the fourth quarter, he ran a bunch of routes. He had four catches after the cup injury. There you go. I, that's I what think it is. that might have been. So again, they were trailing, and I think they're going to be trailing. You know, <laughs> but. Uh, Weren't they trailing in the first three quarters or parts they, of the first They three were, quarters? but they were in obviously, they got so much of their production on their final drive. I think they were down by 14 points or 17 points. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kyron Williams got all four of his touches. Van Jefferson got his touchdown. Uh, their their numbers were so much worse even before that drive. But I do think uh, Higby, you know, may, hopefully he gets back into that uh, must start tight end discussion, you know, at least in, as a low end PPR guy. Uh, Khalil Herbert on IR. Najee Harris has knee discomfort. Keep an eye on that. Make sure Jalen Warren is added. Houston claimed Eno Benjamin off waivers. Matthew Stafford still in the concussion protocol. Oh, the Packers released Amari Rodgers. Very sad. Guy can't stop fumbling. Ron Rivera. Oh, what is this? Just say Taylor Heineke is your guy. He didn't commit to Taylor Heineke remaining at quarterback. They have won four games in a row. Are you kidding me? Uh, he also did not commit to activating Chase Young, although that is expected to happen, according to Adam Schefter. Chase Young should be back this week at Houston. Tennessee cornerback Caleb Farley. This kind of made headlines. He's a big name. He's a you know, first-round pick, but he's not really a starter for them. He's mostly a special teams player. He's out for the year. Or he's on IR. I'm not sure if he's out for the year. Tennessee got very good news, though, on the practice report. Bud Dupree still missed practice, but... Cornerback Christian Fulton, defensive tackle Jeffrey Simmons, safety Imani Hooker, they were all limited in practice as they have the short week, the Thursday game at Green Bay. And Greg Allman of The Athletic thinks that Rashad White will remain the starting running back after the bye. We're going to talk about Leonard Fournette in just a moment. Right now, let's talk about the You guys ready for the holidays? Excited for the holidays? Sure. Yeah, Always, yes. Thanksgiving's a little bit of a stress ball. For me, I don't know. Is that that way for you? It's just a lot of work. Oh, Three games yes. and Thanksgiving. It's a lot. It's a lot. I gotta. I have to travel the day before Thanksgiving. You do. And then it's Thanksgiving. Yes. And then it's Thanksgiving with the in-laws in Chicago. Oh, okay. And then spending half the weekend there, and then the mad rush to the airport to get back hmm. uh, before Sunday's games. Tip. Yeah, it's, it's a little it's a little hectic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, plus, there's no buys that week, right? Just a lot of work, a lot of teams, a lot of players. Uh, anyway, it's still fun, and of course, it's this, it's uh, it's the time to sit back. And Dave's going to tell you he's going to be uh, with his family at Thanksgiving. Have a little bit of a Miller Light. Tis the season to get together with good friends and great drinks. Tis Miller time. And yes, the holidays can be stressful, as we just mentioned, but all the more reason to raise a glass or a can. Keep things. Uncomplicated, Dave. Raise that Miller Lite. It's so true. I'm I'm on a text chain with the family, and they're talking about okay, what what do we want to drink during Thanksgiving this year? We've got this really great wine from Napa Valley, and we've got this other something from somewhere else. And you know, I was just I'm I'm not even responding to the text chain. I just know that at some point Wednesday night, I'm going to slip out of my in-laws' house, steal my mother-in-law's car drive down to the grocery store and pick up a, a little six-pack of Miller Lite. And that'll be for me. I will hide it so my brother-in-law cannot get to it. And I just I just want something that's that's just, it's, it's you said it, it's simple. Plus, it's low calorie. So yeah. I don't have to, you know, really think about, oh, I'm going to have to, you know, I, I don't really jog. You're not going to be worried about calories. In the morning or anything. You're, you're, like, I don't have to be fatter. <laughs> Because of what I'm drinking, it's only, you know, it's under 100 calories a can. And it's just, it's easy and it's smooth. And it's, it's going to be great going with the turkey and the mash. Uh, it's Miller Lite. Great taste. 96 calories. Go to MillerLite.com slash FFT to find delivery options near you. So you can give the gift of Miller time this holiday season. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. Tis Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. 
All right. Back to, um, yeah. We're going to play a, a grade the Twitter poll, Adam. Okay. Because Dave and I both made Twitter polls to estimate James Conner's value. <laughs> My Twitter poll is pick one rest of season, full PPR. James Conner, DeAndre Swift, or David Montgomery. Okay. Dave, do you want to get the verbiage on your Twitter poll? How do you feel about James Conner in fantasy after week 10? I want him on my team. It's okay if he's on my team. Don't want him on my team. I think they're both great. I'm giving them both A's. And they both, and they give context. Now let's give the results. What's your results, Dave? I've got, it's okay if he's on my team at (laughs) 51.4%. And uh, I'm I'm on the magic wall here and I'm, you know, moving things up and down. Uh, I want him on my team, 30.8%. So a huge majority is at least okay having James Conner on their fantasy team. 17.8% 17.8% don't want them on my team. So a large majority also doesn't really care if they have one on their team. I, I would have voted okay for, it. I'm fine with, I'm okay with yeah, it. Yeah, I'm okay with the team means, yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're fine with them. I want to hear your results. I didn't even know you made the poll. I thought I was the one making the poll. Connor I thought it was my at, poll, not your poll. Connor is at 38%. Montgomery is at 33%. Mm. Swift is at 21%. Yeah, I knew Swift would be last. Wait, where does, I'm sorry, Montgomery's at what? Connor, 38. Montgomery, 33. Swift, uh. 21. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. Maybe those aren't people trade that, chart edit? Hmm. Those aren't people that. that people like. So, who right. like... I'm trying to think of guys that are maybe slightly above James Conner to see Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, we're going to talk about him in a second too. Oh, I think I'd rather have Ramondre. Um, maybe Jamal. What Williams? about Dam- Damian Pierce? Okay, uh, I'll run those uh, two: Damian ooh. Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Pierce, and I think James Pierce Conner. will run away with it. I do too. Damian Pierce, by the way, has a uh, hundred and. 17 or more total yards in five of his last six games, but he is part of our next segment, which is league winner must start, probably start or flex league winner must start, probably start or flex. There's only one quarterback on here. He can't be a flex, but Deshaun Watson league winner must start or probably start. You're probably going to start Deshaun Watson, assuming that your other quarterback isn't a stud must start. Lay out a scenario that it's week 13 and Heath's right. Justin Fields comes back down to earth. The people who have Justin Fields and maybe picked up Deshaun Watson, they're going to have to make a decision on who to start between those two. And Watson has the Texans. It's a great matchup uh, just because the Texans, uh, they're terrible against a run. So maybe it's a just get your feet wet game for Watson. A revenge game. And it's a, oh, he played for the Texans. I didn't know that. But Thanks, think about Adam. that. His first game in. In almost two years, and it's against the Texans. He's probably yeah, yeah, yeah. The NFL, the NFL knew how to get that going. Go ahead, Heath. Yeah, no chance. I'm starting him in his very first game. I'm hopeful that he's a he's okay. a, he's a probably start, but I'm not. What? I'm not starting him in his first game. Like I saw him in the preseason. <laughs> I need to oh, see him terrible. play good football first. He, he was it's terrible, true. and he looked uninterested. What if your other option is Russell Wilson? I mean, I, I, there's lots of time between now and right. then to change that. Well, here's the thing. Think about all the quarterbacks going to new teams or getting new coaches. It has really taken a while for them. Kirk Cousins, it's been fine, but actually very encouraging, by the way, with Kirk Cousins. I didn't know how I was going to fit this in, but I'll just say right now, his last two games since the bye, by far his most air yards. He's finally throwing the ball downfield. But Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, Derek Carr, Carson Wentz, Russell Wilson, some of these guys may not be that good, but it has taken time for these guys to adjust to new systems, new coaches, new offenses. So that, that's really the question is, who is Deshaun Watson when he comes back? Is he Deshaun Watson? Because that was a top five quarterback, one of the best players in football. Or is, it, is there going to be an adjustment period? That's really the question. So league winner must start or probably start Deshaun Watson. I'm not starting his first game back. He will be a maybe start. All right. Uh Thank you guys for answering with two things that were not on the, the on the op- menu. Well, but that's the option, fine. I was like joking. The, maybe your options weren't so good. It's to, I was it's legit. I was joking. All right, Damian Pierce. So he has twelve point two to fifteen point seven PPR fantasy points in four straight games. Is Damian Pierce a league winner? Must start. Probably start or flex. Must start. I'd qualify him as a must start as well. Okay. Holding just short of calling him a league winner, but he was the type of player that you picked in 
the middle of the late rounds and has turned out to be somebody who's helped you get to this to hopefully a winning record in fantasy. That's kind of the definition of a league winner. Not quite the definition. You got to be great in the playoffs, obviously, but someone who helps you well, I, win your league. I don't want to think of it as he's a must. He's a must. Yeah. Okay. I just just to clarify the terms. I don't want to think of it as Damian Pierce is a league winner because of where you drafted him, or a guy like Ramondre Stevenson. We're going to talk about next. I'm just made from this point forward. You know what is he? Ramondre Stevenson is he like, a league okay. winner? Must start, probably start or flex. I just I, I guess I need some further clarification on the difference between league winner and must start. Okay, so Ramondre Stevenson over his last seven games has been a league winner. He has been the number eight running back per game in half PPR, the number six running back per game in full PPR. Um, I would say that uh, Jamal Williams has been a a probably start. What did I say? Yeah, a probably start. League winner and must start, are, I guess, are a little vague. Uh, but I think league winner implies sort of like fantasy superstar. And must start imply who would be a must start? Uh, Mike Evans would be a must start. And give me a, a DeAndre like Hopkins. a surefire league winner is Christian McCaffrey. DeAndre Hopkins is a league winner. Mike Evans is a must start. Okay. Is that fair? Is that yes. Okay. So Ramondre Stevenson. Must start. Must start. Okay. He you think he will be a little worse going forward? There's potential for it because Damian Harris will be there. He'll take some work away. I think the Patriots love Ramondre Stevenson. I think they're they're at the point where they trust him the most. Yeah. They want him out there the most. And the passing downs work. I mean, he's getting so much production there, but it's great. Uh, we'll see it's if really, Ty really Montgomery good. becomes a factor. All right, Alvin Kamara, league winner, must start, probably start or flex. Here's another player who is on the, I don't want to say you should sell high on him, and he's not quite a sell high, but maybe you consider trading him away because Jameis figures to be back eventually. His his target rate with Jameis is half that of, with Dalton, almost half. There's you know, like one percentage point different. I think he's still a must-start fantasy running back, even with the schedule coming up, even with the offensive line right now not being in great shape. He has 12 and 11 touches in his last two games, 62 and 45 yards. And he has only scored one week this entire season. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so this is Kamara we're talking about. So the league winner must start, probably starter flex. I'm going to leave him in the must start conversation, but there's really not very much at all about his recent performance that justifies that. I will give you, though, a few reasons to be optimistic. Dave mentioned the target share lower with Jameis Winston. Also, Michael Thomas played in those games, and Kamara was not exactly healthy at the beginning of the year. Uh, he left at least one of those games with an injury. He played a, kind of a normal snap share, but he had some issues. All, right, yes. Um, two games with Winston. Yeah, two games with Winston. Michael Thomas played in both of those. He played in the first three games. Um, and I, I have no... In his career, there's been a big difference in targets with and without Michael Thomas. Uh, in the last two games, they've been bad, right? They've been... 9.2 and 7.5 PPR fantasy points. They have been terrible offensively against the Ravens and the Steelers. They scored 23 combined points. They had the ball for 22 minutes in one game, 21 minutes in the other game. That you, That's just so bad. Winston could hopefully juice them up a little bit, and they'd have a normal game script, a normal time of possession, because the previous four games, he was, he was a league winner. Um but also, he did score all three of his touchdowns in one game against the Ravens. Keep that in mind with Jonathan Taylor, who we're going to talk about next. Or against the Raiders. 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 Keep that in mind with And Taylor. his next three games are Rams, 49ers, Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's no good. <laughs> that's no good. All right, but so things could get better, but the schedule gets worse. All right, so you guys are going to say Kamara's still a must-start, not a league winner. Jonathan Taylor just had a huge game. It was against the Raiders. What do you think going forward for Jonathan Taylor? He's at the other end of the must-start spectrum than Alvin Kamara. So Kamara was at like the tail end of the must-starts, where like one more bad game, and you're going to put him in the probably start. Taylor's like one good game away from going back to being a league winner. I'm going to say league winner because I'm just looking at the playoffs, and he has the Chargers and the Giants in Week 16 and Week 17. And I, I think he could be the number one running back in fantasy for the last two weeks of the season. If that's not a league winner, then I don't know what is. And I think the other hope is that Matt Ryan 
could give him four plus catches a game. In a, in, he had two last week, but they didn't throw that much. They play Philadelphia. They got you know some some high scoring teams coming up, and uh, that was a valuable role in the the Matt Ryan led offense. Leonard Fournette, league winner, must start, probably start or flex. Flex. Uh, I'm flex at best for him. Who would you rather have rest of the season, Rashad White or Leonard Fournette? Rashad White. Flip a coin. <laughs> um, like, I think it's probably Rashad White. That's the way to lean right now. But I do think it's just worth remembering that even though Rashad White started last week, when Leonard Fournette got hurt, he had been far more productive and far more efficient than Rashad White. White had one long run after Fournette got hurt. How about Chris Godwin? League winner, must start, probably start or flex. League Last winner. week convinced oh. me to put him back in the must start. League winner for Heath. Yeah, Heath loves Chris Godwin. I'm, I'm just going to stick with my idea that Godwin should continue to get better as the season goes on. And I, I could not care less that he's only scored one touchdown all season. So, um, league winner. What was his yards per catch oh. last Sunday? Well, I was going to say know. his. I'm uh, I've got it right here. Ten point. Uh, no, yeah, eleven a little more point. Than 11 and a little half. more than eleven. Yeah. Right, six for seventy-one. First time in a while that it's been that high. Well, I have two more, even better stats. What am I always bitching about with Chris Godwin? His route depth. His route depth. Right. Yeah, season that high. That cha- That definitely changed against Seattle. Season high route depth. Second highest A dot of the season. I think that's an encouraging sign. Mm-hmm. And by um, the way, he's he has been over the last seven games, his last seven games since returning from injury, he has the third most targets, fourth most catches, 12th most yards among the wide receivers. Uh, go ahead, Heath. Yeah, his yards per catch was 12.5 in week eight against Baltimore and 15.8 in week six against Pittsburgh. Okay. Alan Lazard, league winner, must start, probably start or flex. Alan Lazard. Probably start. He's he's right next to Alvin Kamara on the fence between must start and probably start. I I can't fault him for one bad game. Literally his second his second worst game of the season was against the Cowboys. Yeah. I, he's he's been pretty money as a number 2 wide receiver. I still say he's a must start. It, it the one thing that's really interesting about him cuz it is like it's his second worst game and it's also two out of his last three. But the whole 100 yards or a touchdown in every game, it's really worked out well for him. But if you don't think of it that way and just look at the yardage totals, he has games of 13, 45, 35, 55, 45 this season. Yeah. I, I, so I just want to eliminate the 55 game because that was he left with an injury. He had six catches for 55 yards on seven targets, and he played 60% of the snaps, which is just not bad, but he usually plays almost every snap. So okay. I just... Let's take that one out. So half of his games have been 45 yards or fewer, if you don't count the 55 one. Yeah. There's there's no disputing that. I thought he was kind of getting on a roll, uh, you know, well, with the yardage. And then last week, as I've said 16 times, he got shadowed by Steph, by Trayvon Diggs. Well, we'll see what happens here. With, uh, I think his best, his best <laughs> path is the James Jones role. Sure. I mean, isn't or, that what he's been doing? But that's not, and you like I know, you can I bet know. on that. But, but. No, at the very least, Alan Lazard's will probably start. How about we'll do uh, two more? Debo Samuel. We hesitate, don't we? Probably uh, start. Probably start. Might yeah. be flexed by next week, though. He scored fewer than 16 PPR fantasy points in three games in 2021. That has happened six times in eight games in 2022. Yeah. Uh, however, his efficiency metrics are pathetic. They will definitely come up. Uh, it's, uh, you know, he'll be better. But, oh, by the way, Brandon Ayuk has got to be a sell high. Uh, look at what he's done the last four games. 80 plus yards every game. He's catching almost every target. He cannot continue to produce like this with seven targets a game. You guys agree or disagree? I agree, especially this week with so many players on by. I wonder if you could turn Ayuk. What would you have to throw in with Ayuk to get Lockett or DK? Probably not that much. And then you just eat the buy with those two guys. You might be able to do the same thing with Evans or Godwin. So if you're rich at receiver in week 11 and Ayuk is one of those receivers, that's a move you can make to 
kind of boost somebody on uh, on their wide receiver conundrums. I have no idea what the perceived value of Brandon Ayuk is. True. Would you would you like my answer on that? Yeah, I I would Where's assume he on the he's trade valued trade? as like wide receiver twenty four, wide receiver twenty two. Yeah, I I I think um, if we're worried about Debo Samuel, then we should be selling high on Brandon Ayuk. It's not like Ayuk is getting a lot more targets than him. You don't think he can be wide receiver twenty four? Or I mean, think, I because he's been a lot thing. better than that. Here's the thing: for before before these last four games, he was looking like a drop. We were talking about him on the dropometer. Um, it, you know, there's so many mouths to feed. If they have good defense, a good defense, they throw 28 times a game. So. I mean, the, the case is simple. And then wide receiver 24, you know, sure, he probably can be that, but I just don't think he has top 12 upside. I do think Metcalf and Lockett have top 12 upside. I don't think they're going to get there, but at least they have that potential. Um, so I would make that trade personally. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, oh, I would of course. It's, I don't think anybody would give you Tyler Lockett for Brandon Ayuk. They probably wouldn't give up, you DK. Yeah. No, I think DK's perceived value is much higher than Ayuk's. They His might because of the buy, though. That's, that's the thing. Right. Right, you got to go. You got to attack the attack the fantasy manager who's got a player you want that's on a buy and needs a win this week. It it really is a very good strategy. Um, all right, uh, last one. Michael Pittman must start league winner must start probably start or flex at best. League winner. No. Flex at best. Oh, I think he's a probably start. Uh, you think Paris Campbell is better than him, Dave? Statistically, he has been. Do you? Who do you think will be been. better in rest of season? You got to say Pittman, right? You so, don't have to say Pittman. I think the general consensus is that it's Pittman, though. Well, what do you think? I mean, who are you taking, Pittman or Campbell? I think. So this is one where the he Heath has always brought up that is the trade chart my opinion or what I think the general public thinks Campbell I don't believe is even on the trade chart he should be Pittman is I will say I'll say Pittman but there's a there's a piece of me that thinks that it's Campbell and when you say Paris Campbell has been better than him statistically you mean last week or in Matt Ryan's last three games it's the Ryan's last three games and that's what the situation is now is that Matt Ryan's the quarterback when Ellinger was playing nobody was particularly right good. but for the season with Matt Ryan Pittman's been better than Campbell sure he had a great start at the beginning of the year Campbell did yeah. not yeah all right let's flip, uh, of course let's go to break I want to give a quick shout out to the St. Jude best ball invitational Caleb Skagg still on top holding a five-point lead uh, over John Prorock I'm sorry if I'm I definitely mispronounced your name Matthew Valdez Josh Shearer close behind and I will tell you I have now finished second and third out of over 300 people the last two weeks so I am moving on up 120th place overall <laughs> Uh, so it's, it's fun. And, and thanks a lot to, uh, to everybody who's part of that and for donating to St. Jude earlier over the summer. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we still got to talk about Tennessee Green Bay and play some Fantasy Jeopardy and hopefully have time for your emails. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Titans are at the Packers. na 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 Genuinely excited for this game. I'm not going to give it the blah sound. And Tennessee's defense has been really damn good. The Bills are the only team that has scored more than 22 points against the Titans. And in their first five games, 
they were 31st in passing yards per attempt allowed. In their last four games, they're fourth. Uh, you know, as the competition's gotten a little easier, but not that mm-hmm. much easier. They're not giving up as many big plays. And the bottom and the, the main thing I talked about it last week, they don't blitz and they still pressure the quarterback. They yep. are they have one of the best pass rushes. It's it's crazy. So we should keep that in mind and not I personally, Dave, don't think we should just consider this a layup matchup for the Packers. Uh, and I feel like people probably do. And I've been saying, you know, Tennessee, great matchup, great matchup. Eh, Got to reevaluate a little bit here. What do you think? I agree. You look at how they've played the last four games. They've definitely gotten better on those deep throws that you talk about. A much lower completion rate on those plays. And I I, I kind of want to throw out the Jalen Virgil catch from last right. week because I just don't think that those breakdowns happen that often. And they're getting healthier. They're going to have... In theory, you mentioned it earlier in the show. Simmons will play. Fulton will play. Hooker will play. Uh, They need these additions. They need those guys back. It does make it a little bit tougher on the Packers to do what they want to do. But I I think the Packers have a hard time doing what they want to do no matter what the opponent is. Getting a team that can get to Rodgers rushing only four, that's going to be tough. And by the way, do you know what their pass rush pressure rate was last week? Without Simmons and without Dupree, it was the eighth best or something in the league, and they it they was forty nine percent, eighteen times. Yeah, that's crazy. Even better than eighth, eighth best. Yeah, I know. And obviously, the line is stunk for Denver, but they're making things difficult. So let's get into the starts and sits here. Um, is Derrick Henry the only Titan you want to start? Yes. Oh yeah. Do we have to spend any time on Hooper or Tannehill as streamers? I do not want to. Hooper might get you nine PPR points. Okay. He's been involved a little bit more lately with Tannehill. And the one game where Malik Willis had to throw against Kansas City, get some work there too. So let's talk about Aaron Rodgers then. Um, starter set? Heath, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I would rather not, but he's going to be in that 10 to 12 range in the rankings. We've got four guys that we'd rather start over him on a bye this week. Um, I This, I do think, is one of those hit-the-button games. I mean, it's got an over-under of 41 You've got a Packers team that just always plays slow and a Titans team that would like to run about 17 plays, 16 of them being <laughs> Derrick Henry runs. Um, I, I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game at all. You're hoping Rodgers hits one of those deep shots to Christian Watson or it just turns out that the two touchdowns they score both happen to be passing touchdowns. Any hesitation gotta, on Aaron Jones? Not for me. No hesitation on Aaron Jones. Can I give you a quick Rodgers stat? Yeah. When his completion rate is north of 70%, he's 3-0. and When it's 66% or lower, he's 1-6. The one win was their overtime win over the Patriots when Bailey Zappi was commanding the Patriots offense. When Rodgers' yards per attempt is 7.0 or higher, he's 3-0. and When it's under that, he's 1-6. You know the game that he won. Mm. So pretty simple stats to think about, and maybe it's, it's, it's obvious. The Titans do allow a completion rate of 68%. It's pretty close to 70%. I think if Rodgers has a clean game, he will have good enough numbers for fantasy and enough to have Green Bay win. Okay, Rodgers or Kirk Cousins against the Cowboys? Cousins. Same. Rodgers or Marcus Mariota against the Bears? Oh, Rodgers. I have Rodgers a spot higher than Mariota. I know Heath feels a lot differently about Mariota. Rodgers or Russell Wilson against the Raiders? Oh, I'm not starting Russell Wilson. I mean, he's a, a, a more of a desperation play for me, a quarterback. I'll take Rodgers. Yeah, I have them very, very close. I think projections-wise, I have Wilson higher, and ranking-wise, I have Rodgers one spot higher. But I think you could flip a coin. They're both guys who have had very bad seasons. Wilson has a much better matchup. Rodgers, obviously, has been a little bit better lately. Garoppolo or Rodgers? Last one. They're close. Um, I have Garoppolo higher. I'm going to go with Jimmy. And even though we did this yesterday, well, I'll throw in some more names. Uh, rank Ryan Tannehill with Russell Wilson, uh, Derek Carr, and Taylor Heineke. All of them over Tannehill. All right. Agreed. Okay. Aaron Jones, you're going to start. A.J. Dillon, you're going to sit. Alan Lazard or Christian Watson, who do you like better? I'll take the safety of of Lazard over the 
upside slash downside boom bust nature of Christian Watson. Yeah. Um, I generally like the boom bust guy, but it was just one game for Watson. So I'm going to go with Lazard over Watson as well. They're both low end number twos. It's, it's more than just it being one game. He made a bunch of mistakes in the game. His, his first two routes, he dropped the pass. The first two routes he ran, yeah. he got targeted. They wanted to get him involved. Rogers, de- they desperately need somebody who can attack downfield. Mm-hmm. And he proved that he can do that. If he can, if, if he can do it again, he's going to change the way defenses play against the Packers and can open things up for everybody else. That's exciting to think about, and that could help Aaron Rodgers quite a bit. But he's got to, he, he really has to keep proving himself, especially because he makes so many mistakes, slowing down when the ball is coming his way, where if he doesn't slow down, he has another touchdown. Um, the drops that I mentioned, the varied routes. He really only seemed to run like three or four different routes in the game. But he can separate, he can really fly. He's really tall. He's really big. There's there is some great upside with him that I'm willing to start him in some situations. But when you line him up against Lazard, I just I feel like the safer pick is the way to go on Thursday night. Okay, so let's let's uh, line him up against some other players: Christian Watson or Darnell Mooney. Watson has more upside. Christian Watson or Curtis Samuel. Watson has more upside. Watson. Just because he has more upside doesn't mean you should start him. It does in these cases. Watson or Paris Campbell? Watson. I'll take Campbell. Watson or Tyler Boyd? Boyd. They are back-to-back. As of now, I have Watson one spot higher than Boyd. Debo Samuel or Christian Watson? I got to go with Watson. Whoa! Whoa. Wow. Okay. Um, um, Watson and PPR, Debo and none. All right. And Sid Tunyon? Yeah. All right. Yeah, please. Now, I hope I didn't oversell the Titans defense. I just want to point out how well they're doing lately. I um, think it'd be okay if you did, because I, I think for the entirety of Mike Vrabel's career, um, we and everybody else have undersold the Titans defense. <laughs> um, we always say they're fluky and it's not actually as good as their, they're not actually as good as their record. And, it just turns out he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. Yeah, they're a low-end starting unit. I would take the chance on them if I'm in bye week hell. I feel like they're going to win. They're three-point underdogs, which is shocking. Yeah, I mean the Packers can't stop the run. I, yeah, I don't know. It's a good spread. All right, this is Fantasy Jeopardy. Finally, here we go. And be sure to check out the Jeopardy Tournament of Champions weeknights. And for more, head over to Jeopardy.com slash TOC2022, where you can find the daily box scores and stats for each game. And you can always listen to the Inside Jeopardy podcast for game analysis and other fun info. All right, Jeopardy fans, here we go. So we have three categories. Here are the rules. You have to say your name to buzz in. There are no penalties for wrong guesses. I'm not going to do a daily double today. And we have nine answers on the board. You must answer in the form of a question. If you don't or if you get it wrong, you will hear this sound. And we have three categories uh, for 200, 400, and 600. The first category, well, you can go whichever way you want. Famous Daves or Famous Richards. (laughs) Last three weeks and players drafted in round eight or later. So, Heath, you are the reigning champion. The board is yours. Would you like Famous Daves or Famous Richards last three weeks or players drafted in round eight or later? Famous Daves or Famous Richards for 600, please. This friendly guy insisted they were Dave. on... Who, yeah, Dave? Who is David Schwimmer? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Stop the game. Let's just end it right now. This friendly guy insisted they were on a break is uh, where I was going with that. All right, Dave. The, okay, Dave is on the board. All right. You've got control of the board. What's it going to be? My heart is racing. This is crazy. Famous Dave's famous Richards for 400, please. I, I need to clarify something. Yeah. Dave, is your name David? <laughs> <laughs> My birth name is David. Okay. Dave Schwimmer. He, so it's famous David's. Famous oh, come Davids on, come on now. Or, or Richards, okay. All okay. right, uh, I mean, for we, 400. We can talk about first names if you want, guys. For 400, a Hall of Famer and Super Bowl winner, he was known as the Colonel or Sackman, according to Pro Football Reference. Um, Heath. Heath. Who is Richard Dent? Hey, Heath is on the board. 
Apparently he a was a Bears the player even. I know. I, I thought know. Dave was going to get that. Yeah. 85 Bear, Richard Dent. Uh, it, Heath, what is yours? Uh, which Dave and Richard is left? 200. 200. Okay, I'll take that one. This future Hall of Famer played for a West Coast bird mascot in college and the NFL. Yeah. Who is Richard Sherman? <laughs> Correct. All right, we're tied. <laughs> Wait at a minute. 600. A West Coast bird mascot. Oh, the actually, they didn't. I was wrong. No, the, I still got it right. Yeah, you did. Stanford. How Car- does that happen? It's not. Well, it's just like it's like Dave Schwimmer. It's not. I'm sorry. The Stanford Cardinal is actually the color. It's not the bird. Yeah, what the I'm hell? I'm sorry. I, I'm is, giving is, it to is, Heath. Wait a minute. I'm giving it to Heath. There's some shenanigans going on. Well, the mascot's on. a there tree. There's probably birds in that tree. There are two birds. No, there are birds in the tree. Because he answered that really quick when it was an incorrect clue. I'm sorry about that. You, it's, I did not mess up once the first two games, that we, the first two weeks that we Just played. Just promise this, so. me you two aren't like, this isn't some no. sort of bit. No. Me and Heath, come on. No. All right. Last. Uh, the other categories are last three weeks and players drafted in round eight or later. Uh, players drafted in round eight or later for 600, please. Round eight draft picks who were teammates on draft day, but no longer. One is a top five tight end per game and one is a top 15 wide receiver per game. Dave. Dave. Who is TJ Hawkinson and Amon Ross St. Brown? Hey, Dave, you're crushing it. All right. That's 1,200 for Dave. This is the first time in this stupid game I've gotten two questions right in the same week. Uh, Round eight or later for 400, Alex. Drafted in round nine, this running back has become the starter due to injury and is currently a top 12 running back for the Heath. season. It was, uh, <laughs> who I think is, I know it. Who is Heath? Go ahead, Heath. Who is Ramondre Stevenson? Correct. Correct. Uh, I thought you might say Ken Walker, but he was That's not. what I was going to say. And you would have gotten a, I think he was around 10 or 11 pick or something. Uh, all right. Players in wow. round eight or later for 200, oh, or you can go to last three weeks. Yeah, I'll go to 200. Sure. Okay, this round 10 wide receiver has outscored his round six teammate. <laughs> this round 10 wide receiver has outscored his round six teammate. Mm. It was Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett was a round 10 pick? Yeah, and CBS ADP. Wow. Okay. All right, uh, Heath, the board is still yours. What an absolute fart cloud that was by us with the Seahawks receivers. It is uh, 12. Well, Geno Smith has been one of the biggest surprises in football. We were pretty much dead on on DK Metcalf, right? I guess, yeah. 1,200 for, he, for Dave. If people were redrafting and, now, he'd go sooner than round six. 1,200 for Dave and 1,000 for Heath so far. So Heath has to make up a 200. Last three weeks for 200, please. On a per-game basis, he is the number one tight end in fantasy over the last three weeks. Dave. Dave. What? Yeah, Dave got in there. Oh, that is such crap. <laughs> Who is Travis Kelsey? Correct. No. It is Kelsey. It was a trick question. Who are you going to say, Heath? Over the last three weeks? Yeah, per game. I thought it was Cole Komet. He's number two. Well, at least I didn't embarrass myself, but there I did go. still. But I was. I did say my name first. No. Everybody listening knows it. it was- <laughs> you can go back and listen to the tape if you would like. That's your third Schaefer, mess up in this who game. was it? Thomas wanted to weigh in there if it was Dave or Heath. It doesn't matter. It was Dave. He All right. Uh, Dave, <laughs> four, four or 600. Uh, 400, please. Despite just 11 catches over the last three weeks, he leads all wide receivers in touchdown catches in that span. Could you repeat the question? The answer. Uh, over the last three weeks. So despite just 11 catches... Over the last three weeks, he leads all wide receivers in touchdown catches in that span, and he has four. Oh man, Heath, you need Heath. To get... yeah, Heath. Who is Christian Watson? I love pressing that button. Thank you. All right. Wait, wait, wait! I don't get a all chance. Right, go to ahead. Answer. You have two. Se- you have five seconds. No, you come on. What do you mean? That's been five seconds. Dave. Oh, come on. It no, hasn't been not five allowing seconds. Come it. on. No. I said Dave before you buzzed. <laughs> okay. Can I'll allow I? It. Yeah. Last question. Who is AJ Brown? I'm not allowing it. It was AJ Brown, but I'm not allowing it. All right. Heath is down. <laughs> Heath is down 400. Now I know what it feels like to be Heath. We have one left for 600 and the win. Only Derrick Henry has more rushing yards than this guy over the last three weeks. 
Heath. Heath. Who is Damian Pierce? Only Derrick Henry has more rushing yards than this guy over the last three weeks. I mean, Dave's going to win anyway, but let's see if you can bring it home. Who is? What like on this stuff? Justin Fields. Oh, that was a good of one. Of course. That's a great one. Two fewer yards than Derrick Henry. All right. Let's end the show with a quick round of emails. This, two fewer yards. That is amazing. Henry. What an insane run. From Smragu. Dear Eli, Bo, Matt, and Chad. Those are Ole Miss QBs? They are. Mm-hmm. Should we be looking to sell DeAndre Hopkins with Marquise Brown coming mm-hmm. back and Rondale Moore breaking out? Yeah, I don't want to say this again because I was wrong the first time I said it. I think you should hold on to DeAndre Hopkins and expect him to continue to be Kyler Murray's number one guy. Colt McCoy's too. Okay. Uh, from Nelson. What's up? Stuart, Scott, Chris, and Neil. The first two names are a hint. Stuart, Scott, Chris, and Neil. Those are Sports Center anchors. Hmm. Uh, trade Justin Fields and Kadarius Tony for C.D. Lamb. He already has Lamar Jackson. Sure. I don't mind that. Uh, from Joey. Can you imagine a month ago someone telling you, yeah, you're going to be able to trade Justin Fields and Kadarius Tony <laughs> for C.D. Lamb? Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, it's been that kind of year. Now, from Joey, full PPR, who do I start? Jarek McKinnon or Isaiah Pacheco? Pacheco. Or McKinnon, I'm sorry. I'd lean Pacheco this week just because I think the Chiefs can put up a big number and run on the Chargers. Pacheco seems to be that guy. Joe in Boston needs help at tight end with Dallas Goddard hurt. Should I trade Tyler Lockett and Jeff Wilson for David Njoku and Jamal Williams? Ugh. No. <laughs> no. Well, Jeff Wilson and Jamal Williams are basically the same thing, right? I think Wilson can be better than Williams the rest of the season. I would do that. <sighs> you would Okay, so the trade is Lockett and Wilson for Njoku and Jamal Williams. I'm assuming that Lockett's like your fourth wide receiver. He was I and mean, he's a round 10 pick. Mm, no, he has well, he has Chase and Hill, and then he has Peoples Jones, Darius Slayton, and Juju Smith-Schuster. That's an interesting group of people. I don't think I'd do this. I think the drop-off from Lockett to Njoku could be bad. I know Njoku's been awesome, but I'm a, I'd am i be too nervous to do that. It's way too much for those two. I just, I don't, and I think the, the big difference between Dave and I is that we think there's a big difference between Jamal Williams and Jeff Wilson, and I... It's not a huge difference. It's not huge. I just I think, think Wilson's I might prefer better. Williams. Wow. I purposely, I like and this is such a coward move by me, I admit, but I, I tried to keep the Lions running backs off the show because I just don't feel like there is any real advice we could give. We have absolutely no idea how that's going to play out with the start Jamal Williams. Right. No, no, like, this I week, disagree. but with DeAndre Swift's health rest of season, I have no he was idea. Not on what the injury that's, report last week, was he? No, he was removed. Okay. But what well, I mean, they, it's, it's inconceivable that within the last eight weeks of the season that he could start actually, you know, getting more work and Jamal Williams it's, would be a flex option at best. It's conceivable. Right. It's, it's How about the tough. fact that there were three different running backs in Detroit's backfield last week and the week before? All right. Well, um, a couple more wins and they're going to be in the playoff discussion. Uh, so keep, keep that because Washington right now, Heath, you brought this up. Every AFC East team is in the playoffs. If it started today, every NFC East team except for Washington is in the playoffs and Washington is the first team out. Incredible. I have a Jeopardy question. Yeah. This line's running back led the team in third and fourth down snaps played in week number 10. Heath. Heath. Who is Justin Jackson? Isn't that crazy that he's the one that's getting that role and it's not DeAndre Swift or Jamal Williams? I buzzed in first, by the way. Thanks for watching and listening, everybody. We will... (laughs) It's inconceivable, says David A. Very good uh, uh, father of the bride. A princess bride reference to end the show. And we'll talk to you tomorrow with starter sit for the AFC home games on Fantasy Football. Hey, hey, hey. Who won a Jeopardy today? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 